0: Many Chicago Bears fans want to see Ryan Poles trade down from the ninth overall pick and still land a quality offensive tackle in the first round. But the Bears can only move down from nine if another team has a good reason to move up. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the free mobile app, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your app store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you enter in our promo code ON in all caps. In the game's store. On the show today, we look at the possibility of a Chicago Bears trade down and more specifically, what it would look like, what it would take, what scenarios would be there to where teams might want to move up to the ninth overall pick. Because we can envision a number of scenarios where the Bears would want to move down, but they can only move down if there's another team that wants to get up to nine. And so we'll look at some of the main reasons why a team might want to go up to nine. First of all, if one of the top quarterbacks, makes it to the ninth overall pick. We'll look at some of the different options and scenarios there. Perhaps if Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive lineman, makes it to the ninth overall pick and the Bears say, eh, we're not interested, but other teams might be. We'll look at what that scenario might look like. And also the possibility that a team is willing to move up for one of the two top cornerbacks in this draft, that it's very possible both could still be on the board at nine, that a team wants to make sure they move up to go and get it. The ideal scenario there for the Bears in terms of trying to get the most value in a trade down, though, is the quarterback situation that somehow, someway, one of the top quarterbacks falls to the ninth overall pick and a team is willing to move up there to do so. We're fully expecting the Carolina Panthers to take one with the number one overall pick. That's why they traded up with the Bears to get that number one spot. Whether it's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young is still... Seemingly up in the air. It'll probably be Bryce Young, if you ask me, but we'll still see how the process goes. Houston expected to take a quarterback at two, but perhaps they could opt for a defensive player, knowing that they have the 12th overall pick and could wait and take a quarterback there if they feel like, eh, we, there's not one guy that we really got to make sure we got to have. Then you have the Colts at four, who are expected to take a quarterback. You've got teams like the Seahawks at five who could take a quarterback but don't have to, the Raiders at seven who are more likely to take a quarterback, but given that they have Jimmy Garoppolo, they don't have to take one at seven, and all of a sudden you could see a scenario here where it's still pretty likely that three quarterbacks go before the Bears pick at nine, but it's possible that someone like Will Levis from Kentucky isn't off the board by the time Chicago is on the clock, and that some of these... Other quarterback needy teams could start to feel a little bit, not necessarily desperate, but feel like, okay, after a little while, once the player falls a little ways, now it becomes more manageable for us, we being the quarterback needy team, to trade up and get that that quarterback, right? It's a little bit hard for a team in the teens or even the 20s to move up to, say, the third overall pick with the Arizona Cardinals, right? The amount of draft capital and perhaps player capital you would have to give up to move that far is unrealistic. But when you start to get closer to the ninth overall pick, does that become something that is more in the price range that some of these mid-round draft teams that could be quarterback needy might be more willing to pay, right? A few teams come to mind that if – a quarterback is there, preferably, like, or uh, presumably one of the top four in this draft class, because there's a drop off after the fourth quarterback, really, to the fifth quarterback in this draft. Would a team like the Tennessee Titans want to move up from 11? Well, there's no reason for them to get past Philadelphia. The only reason to move up for them from 11 would be if they caught wind that another team was also negotiating with the Bears at nine and the Titans wanted to move up to nine to make sure they get the quarterback instead of the Bears trading it to another quarterback needy team like the Washington Commanders with the 16th overall pick. They have Sam Howell. They're not really. I don't know that any of us are buying that as like the guy that they really truly believe in long term, but it doesn't mean they have to take a quarterback in the first round. But you could see them being interested in doing so if given the opportunity and perhaps wanting to jump the Titans at 11 who reportedly, you know, aren't sold hundred percent on Ryan Tannehill as a long-term future and could opt for a quarterback early in this year's draft. You've got the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 19 who have said that they're all in on Kyle Trask and believe in Trask as a recent second round pick. But that's another one of those. Like, do we really believe you? You know, the, the, the Cardinals famously said Josh Rosen was QB1 prior to trading him and taking Kyler Murray. Right? We've sort of seen, you know, the Bears called Andy Dalton QB1. And I mean, it's a whole thing, right? It's not a not a sure thing by any means. And the Buccaneers, in more of a building phase, could they go out and get a quarterback that they absolutely believe in? The Seattle Seahawks at 20 they could take the quarterback at five if they really wanted to, but they could also trade up and say, okay, at five, we're going to get a good defensive player at nine. We're going to swing back up and get the quarterback seems a little bit unlikely, but it's not something we can completely rule out. And as we get you know deeper into the twenties, the more unlikely it is that they would move all the way up to nine, but the Minnesota Vikings at 23 could be a sneaky team to go after a quarterback in this draft, feeling like they only have a year or so left with Kirk Cousins before they just want to move on or will be a little bit more forced to move on depending on the quality of play there and then move up for a quarterback in this draft nine to 23 would be quite a quite a lift for them and might be more than they're willing to give up at that stage but it's within the realm of possibility and it feels like if a quarterback is there there's a handful of teams like this within a range close enough to be able to move up to nine and give the bears a good offer to trade down because it's always a two-way street the bears can't just want to trade down they need somebody who's willing to move up and quarterback is always what moves the needle the most on draft day. Teams are always willing to give up just a little bit more to go up and get a quarterback compared to going up to getting some other position. That doesn't mean there aren't other positions in this draft that teams might be willing to move up for, including the big, the biggest wild card of the first round, Jalen Carter. We'll look at that situation and why, where the Bears pick at nine might be a potential sweet spot there next on Locked on Bears. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. We've been talking about this free mobile app a few times on the podcast now. And if you've ever thought about being an NFL general manager, you wish you had your own franchise to control, you got to give this game a try because it puts you in complete control of your own team. You're deciding whether to trade up or down in the NFL draft and how far you want to go, what kind of picks you might be able to get for those spots. You're picking the draft picks, you're trading players, you're signing free agent contracts, you're hiring and firing coaches, coordinators, and so much more, all in a challenging and realistic game world in the Ultimate Football GM app. It's really a lot of fun to play. Right now, Locked On Bears listeners are going to get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use our promo code LOCKED ON in the game's store. That's in all caps, LOCKED ON. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or find it in your phone's app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Part of the challenge for the Chicago Bears to trade down is to find a scenario where it's, not where it's not so good that the Bears would just stay there and take the player, but it's good enough that another team would want to move there. And given the team's overall just need for talent, you can imagine that you'll be hard-pressed to find too many scenarios where it's a non-quarterback that a team would be willing to trade up for that the Bears wouldn't just want to stay there at nine and take. And I feel that pressure at nine when it comes to someone like Jalen Carter from Georgia, because we know Jalen Carter is one of the most talented players in this draft. And some would argue the most talented individual player in this draft in terms of like the ceiling of what we've seen on the field in college, someone who can dominate a game on the defensive line. There's a lot to like about Jalen Carter, and there are a lot of Chicago Bears fans that would be thrilled to land Jalen Carter with the ninth overall pick. There are also a lot of scenarios here where Jalen Carter doesn't even make it to the ninth overall pick. There's a certain feeling that between, I mean, heck, even the Cardinals at three, but probably more like the Seahawks at five, the Lions at six, the Raiders at seven, and the Atlanta Falcons at eight, that one of those teams could or even maybe is likely to pull the trigger on Carter despite the well documented now off field concerns in terms of the arrest situation that he was involved with, and also things that have come out from his college playing days about motivation and passion and desire and and all those certain things that you never know exactly how much truth is behind them, although i from i've I've heard people you know, less on the record, more off the record, confirm some of those things in a way that I I tend to believe a little bit more. But you never know how much of it is true. I think some of it is true. We don't know how much of it is true. But regardless, Jalen Carter, a very, very talented defensive lineman. And when I think about super talented defensive linemen with perhaps some question marks, to me, it feels like there's almost no way he gets past the Philadelphia Eagles with the 10th overall pick that just screams Eagles draft pick, especially where they are right now, a team that has prioritized the defensive line, a team that was in the Super Bowl this past year that could add a young impact player like Carter that could come in and make their team better and have some of his college teammates there to help sort of see him through this NFL transition and get even better as a result and be willing to put up with whatever question marks or concerns there and be able to afford that risk compared to a team like the Bears that I think need more of a sure thing, need to really make sure they hit on this top 10 pick to set the tone and establish the foundation for their franchise moving forward. So I could see a scenario then, if Jalen Carter's on the board at nine and Ryan Pohl says, you know what? We're we're not willing to take this risk. We're just, based on the information we've gathered and the visit that Jalen Carter had and being at his pro day, talking to his coaches, digging into his background, for whatever reason, the Bears might say, not not going to take him at nine off our draft board or just not worth the risk for us at that spot. And teams might look at the draft and say, well, man, he's not getting past the Eagles at 10. So if I'm another team past 10 that wants Jalen Carter, I better trade up to get past the Eagles at 10. And who's sitting there right before the Eagles at 10, but your Chicago Bears with the ninth overall pick. So if I look for teams that might be interested in Carter and might be willing to trade up for him, I start with the Houston Texans at 12 especially if they take a quarterback at two and want to then get that defensive piece because there's some thought that they could even go defense at two and wait on the quarterback until 12. But if they go quarterback at two, could they move up three spots just to jump the Eagles to make sure they still feel like they get another top three talent in this draft with their second first round pick? I could easily see them looking at defensive line as a big enough need that might be worth that type of a move for them. I also look at the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team that, has that need on the defensive line. They've been kind of trying to, I don't know, it feels like they've been patchworking it together a little bit more. And you know, they brought back Larry Ogunjobi, but Cameron Hayward is on the, uh, the, the old side of the NFL spectrum. He's been in the league for like, what, 12 years now. He's about to be 34 this offseason. And they signed a few like kind of run-of-the-mill defensive linemen this year. But to have like that young cornerstone piece for them moving forward, I think would be valuable. The Lions at 18 are interesting here assuming they don't go with Carter at six, which is a very real possibility, but to pair Jalen Carter with whatever defensive player or whatever player they get at six, if that's a cornerback or an offensive lineman or whatever they want there to then get Carter to pair with Hutchinson on their defensive line, that could be particularly nasty for them. The Seahawks at 20, similar story, right? They pick at five if they want to go, I mean, maybe even quarterback there, but if go another position on defense or on the offensive line or wherever they want to do at five, like if they would want to come back up and, and grab Carter and get two top 10 talents, both the Lions and the Seahawks probably admittedly seem unlikely. They would probably just take Carter with that fifth or sixth pick respectively and not pass on him there and then trade back up into the top 10. But teams that need defensive linemen that could be in the market there. The other one that's not you know already in the top 10 is is the Los Angeles Chargers sitting down at the 21st overall pick, I think they've got a pretty big need on the defensive line as well. It's just an, another spot that they've kind of, I don't want to say like overlooked, but like, you know, of course they got Bosa and Mac. as like the edge rushers there, but on the interior, they've kind of, they've had a lot of journeymen there for quite some time. And to get somebody like Carter to pair with Mac and Bosa on that defense to try and boost that side of the ball to go with Jalen, to go with Herbert um, I can't think of was sort of Justin Herbert. Thank you, uh, Justin Herbert. Then I, I could see them being a team that might be interested in moving up. But again, to me, it feels more like Texans at 12 or Steelers at 17 seem more likely than the Chargers. But you, can, you, never, you never know when teams, if teams feel like Carter is a top three, top five talent in this draft, if not top one talent in this draft, and he's there at nine and you don't think he can get past the Eagles at 10. You got to move up. You got to go get him and, and take that chance. Seems a little bit more unlikely in that scenario for me just because of the red flags. Is a team going to want to trade up for a player with those kind of questions? Maybe not, but there are other non-quarterbacks at nine that I think could attract a team to trade up. And I think especially for me, it's the cornerback spot where that's the one other position that could have really true, true blue top 10 talent on the board at nine that the Bears would be willing to pass on and trade down we'll look at some of those teams and some of those scenarios next on locked on bears there's a certain difficult mix here where if a really good player is on the board at nine the bears would probably just stay there and take them right carter would apply in that potentially in that conversation as a good player who might be on the board certainly if you know, one of the edge rushers, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, or somehow, someway, Will Anderson from Alabama, which both seem unlikely. But if one of those makes it to the ninth overall pick, you know, the Bears aren't going to trade down then from nine and let someone else come up and take that edge rusher. They're just going to stay there and take them. I mean, same with, you know, the offensive tackles and, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba and the wide receivers, right? There's a, a lot of these positions. If the good player is still there at nine, why not just stay there? And take them. I mean, you feel like a tackle, you could trade down and still get a good one, but that makes that a little bit challenging. I think one of the exceptions, or one of the one of the things that might be a sweet spot here of like really good top ten talent player that a team might want to trade up for, but th- but that the Bears might not be as jazzed about staying there and taking are the two cornerbacks, Christian Gonzalez and Devon Witherspoon. Gonzalez of Oregon and Witherspoon of Illinois. I do think Ryan Poles wouldn't be scared to take a cornerback ninth overall, but I know that the pitchforks and torches might be outside of Hallis Hall if two years in a row, the Bears used their first pick in each draft at the cornerback position instead of more directly impacting a need or more directly improving Justin Fields' situation, right? Whether that's an edge rusher that's just a big, a much bigger need than cornerback or getting the offensive tackle or the wide receiver or whatever you might want to do with that ninth overall pick. I think there are, you can make a pretty good argument that in a lot of scenarios, if you're just going purely best player available, Devon Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez would be the quote-unquote better player available, position neutral, if you take out the Bears' needs. Who's the most talented player there? Witherspoon and Gonzalez might be more talented and more valuable at that spot than... Jackson Smith and Jigba, then Paris Johnson Jr., then Broderick Jones, Darnell Wright, Peter Skronsky, you know, more of a need position for the Bears, those cornerbacks might be more talented. And the Bears could use an upgrade at cornerback. There's no doubt that either of those guys would easily push Kendall Vildor out of the lineup and you would be set with Gordon, Jalen Johnson, and whichever rookie you might take. And given how much nickel defense you play in the modern NFL... That third cornerback is more of a starter than your third linebacker. It really is an important position that's going to play a lot of snaps. So there would be good justification for taking a cornerback there. But if Ryan Poles looks at it and says, man, I just can't, as much as I might like them or see them as best player available, I just can't use the ninth overall pick on a cornerback. Let me trade down because I like the offensive tackles. And when I move down, I can still land. I might not get my number one offensive tackle, but I still like my number two or number three options and feel like I could get them farther down in this first round. And I think there are teams in this draft that might look at it and say, man, you know, if if either they love, they love Gonzalez or they love Witherspoon and say, man, he's still there at nine. Let's make sure we go up and get our guy. I think the Washington Commanders at 16 could really use a cornerback. I think the Steelers at 17 could also use a piece there. Again, we get into the same like the Lions and the Seahawks. I think both have a need for cornerback, but they pick five and six, so why not just draft Witherspoon or Gonzalez at five and six if you believe in them as a top ten prospect? Like, probably not as likely there, but it does feel like there's a group of teams right in the early 20s that have a, a need for cornerback. And maybe they're willing to sit there and take whoever falls to them, like you know, Joey Porter Jr. or what some of the other, you know, like Ringo, some of the depth in the cornerback class in the first round that's likely to be there in the 20s. But if one of these cornerback needy teams really falls in love and says, you know what, Baltimore Ravens, we got to move up from 22. We got to get that cornerback to really be that last piece in our defense to push things over the top. The Vikings at 23 also have a big need for cornerback. Jaguars at 24 as well. I mean, that's 15 spots to move up from 24 to 9. Might take a future first-round pick to do so. I don't know if those teams are going to be willing to give up a future first-round pick to move up or willing to move up the amount of draft capital it would take to move up, you know, 13, 14, or 15 spots in the draft to go from 22, 23, or 24 all the way up to the ninth overall pick. And that's where it becomes challenging for the Bears, right? It's like your, your primary trade teams that we've talked about multiple times today are like maybe the Texans at 12, certainly the Commanders at 16, have a couple of different options to move up. The Steelers at 17 have a couple different options to move up. And then it's like Lions, Seahawks, not really Buccaneers at 19, maybe, but probably only for a quarterback. And then we start getting the teams in the twenties where it becomes really expensive for them to move up to where it might not be worth it to them. You know, are, are these cornerbacks or that, or Jalen Carter like so good that they have to give up whatever it takes to get up there. I'm not as confident that something like that quite would happen. So to me, it feels more like, 12 16 17 maybe 19 is about the range the bears might be able to move back in a scenario where there's still a player there that that, uh, that those teams would want to trade up for that the bears wouldn't just stay there and take for themselves in that type of scenario. Be curious to think what you be curious to hear what you think of the different trade down options for the bears. What teams do you identify what situations do you look at and say yeah, this is the right time or the right set of picks to where this team would want to move up to nine and make it a realistic option for the bears. Let us know in the comments on the YouTube video here on the lockdown bears, YouTube channel, you can tweet us at lockdown bears. You can keep the conversation going in the lockdown bears, Facebook group as well. Just make sure however you do it, that you're subscribed to the lockdown bears podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today and every day. We really want to shout out the everydayers here on the Locked On Bears podcast that tune in every single day. Five days a week, we are here for you, and we're especially big fans of you everydayers that tune in every single day, that come back each and every day to make us your first listen. Uh, On Monday, I want to start getting into a little bit more as we get closer to actual draft week. Like some of the dynamics of the draft class and why I feel like the bears might be forced in a lot of ways to use their first two picks on offensive linemen and defensive linemen. and maybe not in that order, but in some order offensive and defensive linemen to make sure you really address those positions. So make sure you come back on Monday and next week, become that every day, or if you aren't already here on the locked on bears podcast. And of course, you know, you have to come back for your next opportunity to bear down.